let's get going. Today's daf is daf. Nun. 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 Page 15. Hey, look at Mesech is getting. But we're still on daf. Mem Tessam. But Bez, we got a lot of ground to cover. Let's pick up from Amar Abaye Toshimam. Okay, so we're right before the um, <clears throat> lines get really wide towards the bottom. Okay, I think I'm in the right place. Huh? I think I'm in the right place. Okay, Amr Abai, yeah. Toshima. Toshima, right? Yeah, Amr Abai, Toshima, and Shaman Lahem Be'ediyas. All right? So, uh, four lines before it gets wide. I guess the first word on the line is Tavshin. You see the tough, and you see that? Okay, so here we go. So let's, let's remind ourselves what's happening. We have really, there's going to be a lot of topics. And instead of choosing all of them now, let's, we'll, we'll tackle them one at a time. Right now, what we're dealing with is when a woman receives her ksuba. So we said that women who collect their ksuba, it's going to be from Ziburis. We had said that that is only true when she's receiving it from... Her, from Yisayinim. In other words, she's collecting her ksuba due to her husband's death. But if you're collecting directly from your husband, you're going to get bainanis. On that, Marzutra asked the question. Marzutra said, don't tell me that the Ziburis is only when there's Yisayinim because you always collect only Ziburis from Yisayinim. The general rule is Ziburis, the lowest quality grain, whenever you have a financial interaction with with uh, orphans, you're always going to have the ziburis, and that's it. You don't get any better than that. So why would we say, oh, a woman, when she gets divorced, she's going to get ziburis? If it's only dealing with death, that's not a chiddush. That was Marzutra's challenge on our explanation of the Bryce. Okay? So here we go. We're about to get into Mamish where we're up to for today. Zakti Gemara. Four lines before it gets wide from the bottom of Memta. Summit Bey Zomra Abai says, Toshima, come and listen. When it comes to damage, you always collect from the best quality. So Reuven's animal damages Shimon's property. Shimon could collect from the best land of Reuven. When it comes to a loan, you can only collect the middle, the, the middle level. Now, who's, uh, who's paying this? If you're collecting the damage from Yosemite, the loan. From Yisayman. The Ksuba from Yisayman. My area Ksuba Sisha. Why'd you say Ksuba Sisha Ziburis? I feel Kohaninami. Even if Ruvain's animal damages Shimon's property and Ruvain dies. Shimon comes to collect damages from the estate. He could only collect Ziburis. That's the rule. So if we're dealing with where he died, that's then this Bryce doesn't make sense. Okay? Ella rather. Lav Minei. It's got to be who you're collecting from in this b'risa. The guy himself. The guy didn't die. Well, if the guy himself didn't die, what do we say? A woman's getting her ksuba. He's not dead. So this is a regular divorce case. And what is he able to collect? Ksuba's isha busy boris with the lowest quality land. So you see, ksuba's isha is busy boris. Now we're going to transition into another topic, a wild topic, which has to do with guarantors. And says the Gemara, the cases where a person became a guarantor for his child's property, 
for things that his son uh, damaged, or for the ksuba. So here you go. You have a guy, Ruvain, who marries Rachel. He writes in the ksuba, I will, if we got the words, I'll give you 200 zuz. The guy's poor as a shoal mouse. Okay? He doesn't have anything. So the, the kawa, when he writes the ksuba, says to him, my dear future husband, I love you dearly, but this that you're committing 200 zuz, you ain't got nothing. How are you going to pay? So his father signs on as the guarantor for the ksuba. Or you have a case where a father accepts responsibility for the son's damage. So over there, who are we collecting from? We're going to end up collecting from the father. She so says, what's the case of our mission? The case of our mission is where the father is becoming a guarantor for anything that has to go on in the son's life. And here's what happens. The son dies. So he owes a ksuba. Or the son dies and he owns for financial damage. The halacha is, you're going to collect it from the father who has to pay these as the arev of the son. Vahai ki dine, vahai ki dine. And each case is going to be like it's din. Each one's going to have like its own din, its own halacha. Okay. Which means like this. When it comes to the halachas of the son who died now, you get the case? You have a son who the father accepted a guarantor. The kid kicks the bucket. So now, when it comes to laws of damages, it's going to be ki dine, according to its halachas. For high ki dine, when it comes to laws of ksuba, it's going to have its halachas, meaning, nizakin ubalchayv demechayv gavu iunami ki magve kimeisim magve. When it comes to damage that the son did, so the one who got damaged could collect while the son's alive, and the father also is going to pay that. And therefore, he needs to pay as if the son is alive. Meaning, if the son would be here, what quality land would we collect from? Idias, when it comes to damage. Therefore, if the son were to be here, we would collect from Idias. So too, now that we're going to the guarantor slash father, we're going to be able to collect from the Idias of the father. The Haikidine and Ksuvas Isha, when it comes to the father signing on, as a guarantor on the Ksuvas Isha, de la Achar Misa Gavya, where the, the wife is collecting Achar Misa, la Achar Misa Meman Gavya. And after the son dies, who's she gonna, um, who would she end up normally collecting from? The assignment. The assignment. See, you saw him, right. Now, here's the Chat. Why'd you say father? Because the father's the guarantor. But the father's the guarantor for the son's estate if the estate falls. So before you even go to the father of the guarantor, you'll go to the estate itself. So what's going to happen? The son dies. She's Odoksuva. Before even going to the guarantor, you're going to stick with the estate itself, which is the assignment, which is the, the orphans. Now, what's the rule whenever you collect from orphans? Ziburis, the worst. And therefore, the guarantor as well, you're only going to be able to collect from the father, the Ziburis, only going to be able to collect from the father, the worst. That's the Svara. Miyasme, Iunami, Kimagve. Um, so when you collect from the guarantor as well You're going to pay Very gishmak, no? Gishmak as far It's like who's, What's in place prior to even going to the guarantor If what's in place is the best The guarantor follows the best If before heading over to the guarantor There's only an obligation for Ziburis The lowest quality land Then the guarantor as well Is only obligated with the lowest quality land The tape of glade says the Gemara, why don't we learn out 
this halacha from the fact that an arev on a ksuba loy mishtabid is not mishubid. Okay, here we go, Chavra. Here we go. Listen to this. And don't jump out of your seats yet. You'll jump out of your seats soon. If somebody guarantees a ksuba, you don't need to pay. Okay? The guarantor doesn't need Correct. Guarantors need to pay. Ruvay marries Rachel. Yitzchak, whoever it is, could be a family member, non-family member, says to the wife, I'll guarantee the ksuba. Don't worry about it. I got your back. And then the husband, excuse me, the husband dies without paying the ksuba. There's no money to collect from. They get divorced. The husband pours a shulmas. Gunished. Allah is the guarantor, doesn't even pay up. Okay? Just keep that in mind. We're going to see why soon. But let's take that as a premise. Okay? It says, Again, why don't we learn now as Allah, just you should know that whenever you guarantee a ksuba, you, you don't need to follow through. Now, if that's true, this whole thing's out the window. Because the whole approach is, oh, what's the case? Dealing with the husband, the day, you go to the guarantor, the guarantor only has to pay whatever was prior. It says the Gemara, well, one second, slow down. Guarantor pays nothing. You don't pay Exuba. Says the Gemara, Bikabla. Oh, we're not dealing with a simple guarantor. We're dealing with somebody who is Makabla. Now, a Kablan is a type of guarantor that is a lot closer of a response. You basically are saying, I got this. Whether or not the original person even has the money. You're, you're basically stepping in. You're the Kablan. That's a, it's a much stronger uh, type of guarantor. Says the Gemara, fine. One second. Honey, Cholaman Omar, this makes sense if you hold. Kablon, Afagab, the Leslay, Nechse, the Leib, Mishabid, that a Kablon. If you're saying that I become Mamish like the borrower, or I'm becoming the husband, then you're, that you're, you're not, you, um, and the husband doesn't have property or whatever it is, not Mishabid, Shapir, then this makes sense. Yeah, what are you going to say? Whoever it is doesn't, whoever the, let's say the case of the son and the father, where the father's guaranteeing the son as a Kablon. So even if the son uh, defaults on his ksuba, the father's going to have to follow through. Because you're a kabla. The only time you don't need to follow through on your guarantee of ksuba is when you're a regular guarantor. When your mom is take on as a kabla, like you're the address now, even, even without a default, I'm the address. That's, what, that's, the, how, that's how strong of a guarantor a kabla is. So then we'll say the father still has to... Uh, pay up on his on the obligation of his son. According to the opinion, uh, the, according to the opinion which is that if the borrower has money, then he you could collect from the borrower um, and not the kablon. But if he doesn't become obligated, what are you going to say again? Why does the father have to step in the place? Either the, the son had property at the time. That the father guaranteed him, and then the ishtatov, and then it got damaged due to uh, natural elements, due, due to the wind. Okay, which means that the son, at the time of his marriage, let's say, had land to be able to back up aksuba, and then things happen, and the father now has to uh, has to back it up. So then the father is obligated to step up. But you say more. You can say call legabe brei shibuda mishtabe nafshe. That usually a guarantor doesn't need to follow through on the ksuva um, guarantee. But if it's a father, you do. 
Okay? So if it's when a, what a father does for his child, he will obligate himself, and this will apply even if the son had nothing to back himself up at the time of the actual marriage. Okay. Now, let's get into Itmar, because this Itmar, not, not only to get onto today's daf, but this Itmar is going to explain what we just said. Okay? So let's get into this Itmar. It's going to explain what, what's a guarantor, how is it possible you're creating situations where somebody promises to guarantee something, and then when, when it comes time to show me the money, he's like, yeah, nah, nothing. No chi of no obligation, right? Like a, like a, a, an aray von aksuba. Well, what are we dealing with over here? We need some clarity. So we learned. Arev diksuba. If somebody guarantees aksuba, divrei hakol loy mishtabde. Everybody agrees. You do not need to back up the ksuba. Here, the guarantor does not need to step up if the husband doesn't have funds. Look at the Rashi. Bottom Rashi. Everybody agrees this, says Rashi. First of all, the Arev Ba'almahu, because he's an Arev Ba'alma. Now, Arev Ba'alma means you were assuming that the husband would follow through on his ksuba, and you never really had intent for this to happen. So what? You still gave a word. So let's keep going. Va'id, and furthermore, Lav midi Here's the deal. Aksuba is a lot different than a regular guarantor on a loan. If Ruvain lends Shimon money and Levi guarantees that loan, if Levi doesn't pay back, what happens? Ruvain lost his $10,000. Ruvain lends Shimon money, Levi guarantees it. If Levi doesn't follow through on his guarantee, what happened to Ruvain? He's down 10K. When, for a woman to get her ksuba, she doesn't lose. She's she, not like she lost anything financially if the guarantor doesn't follow through. She's worth, worth less on the market, on the marriage circuit. No, he's not. She's worth less on the marriage circuit. He, well, first of all, he's a chiv mezaynas. There's an obligation to support your wife from your estate until the ksuba is actually paid off. Well, until she collects, comes to collect the ksuba. She was a but, ksuba, now she's not. Okay, but that's a decision that people make. It's not like she actively gave finances that when they come to a guarantor, he's like... Mm. Same thing with somebody damaged something. He didn't give money, he didn't lend the money. It's a lot, like Steve he's said. down that. But Steve said, uh, she's, she's not the same anymore. Nachon. Nachon. Okay, we're not dealing with damages. We're not dealing with damages. We're dealing with loans. A guarantor on a loan. A guarantor on a loan. Or do you have a guarantor on damages? A guarantor on a loan. If a guarantor says, I'll follow through on the loan, we assume that that is a full-fledged commitment. Because you understand, if somebody doesn't follow through, there's going to be a big loss over here. Okay? What about a Baal Kablan de Baal top of today's daf. When it comes to a kablan as a bachay, everybody, everybody will agree he is mishabed. Okay, he does need to follow through. But arev de bachayv the kablan diksuva pligi. The bachay is going to be when you have a arev, a standard arev on a loan, or a kablan, more of a direct commitment on a ksuba. That's where we're going to have 
the machoikas that we mentioned on Memtesum but Beis. Yeah? No, is it a, is the guarantor, um, uh, is his word, Mamish, tying him to, uh, to pay back again if the borrower at the time didn't have property? You could say there, there's an opinion that uh, that the arev is obligated to pay even when the borrower did not have have property. He did not have property at the time of the uh, actual loan. Another approach is going to be if the if the arev, I'm sorry, if the borrower had property at the time, then the arev becomes obligated because he was all in on this. And he, it was it was a real commitment. He was really hoping that the property is going to be there later as well. But if there was no property there backing it up, so then the Arev did not rely on that property, and it's, it was less of a uh, commitment on his part. In all of our in all of these things that we're talking about, even if the borrower or the the husband didn't have property at the time, Mishabit. Uh, the guarantor is obligated to follow through. But there's an exception, though. And what is? What's the exception? Bar, besides four, may Arev Diksuba. A guarantor of Aksuba. Okay? So what we're saying is, practically speaking, you have nice svaras back and forth. But what was bothering us? You're a guarantor, a man's as good as his word. Says, let me tell you the Allah. Ultimately, the Allah is, anytime you sign on as a guarantor, you're going to have to show up. But there's an exception, and that exception is when you guarantee a ksubasisha. My time a why? Mitzvah hu avad, Because what you did by being a guarantor to the ksuba was a mitzvah. Why? So, uh, you, uh, you brought a husband and wife together. And it didn't cost her any money by being married. Okay? I'm sorry? Gnevis Das. It's not Gnevis Das. We're not considering that Gnevis Das. We're considering it. We're, we're considering it to be that the guarantor was there to calm down people's jitters. Okay, if a woman has jitters and part of her jitters is uh, finances, and somebody steps up and says, oh, "Don't worry about it." Like if something goes wrong, uh, then it's still to the advantage of the woman to be married overall in the big picture, and. And uh, remember, uh, divorce rates back then were a lot different than divorce rates now, for better or for worse. But that was the, that was the uh, reality of, of the situation. And there was, as we've learned, there's a lot of marriage was transaction. And it wasn't the, the same style or type of marriage that we, uh, it wasn't the same style marriage, same type, same halachic type of marriage that we have nowadays. But the assumption is that if somebody's in Arev on Aksuba, he was doing it just to calm jitters. He was doing it just to, you know, make it easy for her and him to be married. And let's say it comes time for the ksuba and there's no ksuba to be paid up. He didn't necessarily, um, it wasn't Gneva's Das. It was, I think there's a lot to focus on and learn from this, but it's not considered Gneva's Das. You weren't out to hurt her, you were out to uh, bring it together. So how can a bentor at any time agree with the ksuba in which he'll pay so much if he doesn't have... <clears throat> it's because of what we're saying. I like your question. It's because of what we're saying. You're right. You're right. Does the Ben Tyra have the 200 zuz, the thirty dollars to $50,000 that Rav Maisha writes about at the time of marriage? No. He doesn't have it at the time. But he, he's saying, I understand the commitment over here. 
The women and the women, uh, the kala's uh, agreeing to this. She's being makabel the ksuba. Oh, she's she's anyway. she's accepting what? Their, their, pl- their heads are up in the clouds. That's exactly the point. Exactly. It's exactly the point the Gemara said. It's exactly the point. At the time, it's still advantageous for her to be married, whether or not there's a there's a a, a guarantor. A woman wants to be married. This woman wants to be married. Okay. Um, Ravina, Ravina says, Toshma, come and listen. Meikara de Takninon, originally we made a decree, Yaisar Masha Ishiyar writes Elisa, more than a man is interested in being married, Isha writes Elina, say a woman wants to be married. Meaning, originally, there wasn't a need to get all specific about Aksuba. What's the purpose of Aksuba? To convince a woman that, and to help a woman be in a in a stable marriage, but Meikara originally it wasn't a need for Aksuba. because women wanted uh, wanted more than men to be married. So women would go into marriage whether or not she had Aksuba. Now, the Esau kadaitach miasme, and if you're going to say that when she collects her Aksuba, it's going to be from Yisaimim. Now, by definition, Yisaimim orphans means you're going to get from these Iburis. So then it's because of Yisaymim. Make up your mind, says the Gemara, that the fact that she's getting Ziburis, is it because she's collecting from orphans? Or is it because there's no need to offer her more? She wants to be married more than a man. So why should we offer her an Aksuba more than Ziburis? It's unnecessary to offer her more than that. She's happy to, to take anything. So Gemara says, you're right. This is an upslug on Marzutra. And um, the halacha is that the uh, uh, any woman is going to collect the ksuba from ziburis. Okay, you understand what just happened over here? It's gishmak. What just happened here is that we clarified that the only time that, that when a woman collects ziburis for her ksuba, it's not only when there's yisaim. She'll even collect ziburis from her ksuba when there is a divorce. The husband's alive and kicking. She still can only collect Ziburis. Why? Because it's not about a din in Nisayimim, it's a din in a woman being more interested in getting married and being fine with receiving Ziburis in, for her Ksuba. Okay. Now let's get into something. Something very interesting. And we're going to for- talk about orphans. By way of introduction, we're not going to get to here right away, but let me ask you a question. Rabbi Ravinsky is during his shana. You say Kaddish Yasim? When I was? What? When you were beside shana, yeah. you said Kaddish Yasim? Yeah. Were you a Yasim? Are you an orphan? My mother's still alive. It depends how you define Yasim. Did you say Kaddish Yasim? Yeah. I said Kaddish Yasim when I was an adult for both my parents. I'm a Yasim. Anybody who lost a single parent is a Yosem. What are you saying? It's an incredible thing. Not that we're called Yosem. But when the Torah says, don't harass Ger Yosem Ba'amana, it doesn't give an age. It's not like don't harass an orphan at age 10. Don't harass an orphan. Uh, you could be 99 years old. Yeah, years old. Huh? Almana. An almana, that's right. Ninety-year-old almana. Don't harass. Does it? What's a yasim? 
We are an adult. We, we say Kaddish Yosem. We're considered Yosemim. It's Where does the age stop? There's Allah, when you cut from Yosemim, you only get Ziburis. So what, what happens? Right? It's interesting stuff, right? We think of Yosemim as maybe, minors, maybe, maybe as kids. Huh? If there's an Apitrapis, okay. So, okay, so you're saying that a Yosem who needs an Apitrapis... Then it's Ziburis, otherwise not. But this is what we're going to get into this shortly. It's interesting. Apitropos is a trustee. Somebody overseeing, a, a court-appointed person overseeing the estate. But All right. On a level, it's very powerful. Yeah. You can be 70 years old, you just have to be sensitive, just like you were over 10 years old. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. And that's why Rashi Mamma says, Dibur HaKasa Belashon Haiva. The terrorist is giving examples of Gary Yasem Ramana. It can't be specific. Otherwise, what? Uh, uh, if, if somebody's 70 years old and they have both parents, then you're not over the Isra. If they lost a parent, you are. Like, people, there's different people in different stages, and you could be considered a Yasum from 50 to 55 and then stop and be from 70 from 75. Even if, it, it, it's a sensitivity. A person could be a What's a Yasum by definition? Somebody who lost a network, lost their support. If something changes in somebody's life, they're going through a Tzara and they're vulnerable. They have a status of a Ger Yosem Alman. They're in a vulnerable state. It says Rashi, Dibra It doesn't literally mean you're a Ger Yosem Alman. Be very careful when people are in a state of vulnerability to Chas not even take advantage of it, but Fakert, to not say anything that they're, that they're sensitive to. All right, let's get into this. We've got a lot of ground, a lot of ground to cover. That's brought against the property of Yosem Alman by Shvach. Even if in the document it says that he has a right to, care, to, to collect from better land, you can only collect from Ziburis. A lender always collects only from middle quality of Miyashmi by Ziburis. From Yasimim, you collect from Ziburis. What are you allowed to collect back if you lend money? What are you allowed to collect from the worst land? Why? All the guy needs to do is give you back the value that you lent him. Kedu'ula, like the halacha of Ula. Biblically, can collect from the worst quality land. Just like it's the, man, the, the way of a man, to get rid of What's the purpose of anything that you sell? Or anything that has value? You can... Move it along to now, uh, to, to now have uh, to now have value. So, what is usual to take as a mashkin or to sell first if you're in a pickle? The, the, the things you don't need as much, yeah, things that aren't as chashav to you. And what's the reason why taka the chacham? That's me the raisa. Why the chacham say that when you pay back, the lender could take from middle quality? In order that people don't stop lending money. If I know that if you default on your loan, I can only take from the junk, I'm not going not so, to be so quick to lend. So Rabbana made a decree against the Dindaraisa, against the biblical obligation. They said, no, you always need to give back from Beninus. So they had this Misa recently, this, uh, this uh, employer like, paid his employee who he fired with like 9 million pennies. Uh, yeah, like, dumped it on his front lawn or something and there was a whole court case it just got Paskin last week or something mm-hmm. and they Paskin he has to the owner has to give him uh, has to give him a check plus uh, plus fees for putting him 
through all this. But it was an employee, got upset as an employee, and he wrote him a nasty note and dumped a wheelbarrow of, of pennies on this guy's front lawn. Yeah? So the Chum, the, the chum say, you got, you got to pay Bibane in this. You can't pay with junk. You got to pay it back with business. When it comes to you, the Rabbanon said you could stick with the Dindaraisa, meaning you could collect from Ziburus, you need to move to Bindus. But here, when it comes to a document, which says specifically, I will pay you back with the best. So even when you collect from Yusayim, it should be with the best. Meaning, when the Torah says you collect from the worst quality land, inferior, obviously that's unless you agree otherwise in a document. So here in this case where you have a document, document says you're going to pay back idiots. You're going to tell me that when the guy kicks the bucket, his assignment you can only collect from Ziburis? The document says idiots. It's not, we're not dealing with a dindarais anymore. We're dealing with an agreement between man and man. Says the Gemara. According to Rav, but we learned Avram Chuzah. Avram Chuzah taught us when it comes to collecting from property, you take the worst. This is true even when it comes to damage, meaning you have property of orphans that damaged somebody else's property. You can only collect from the lowest quality. But the, the damage that took place over here, biblically, when you pay back damages, is So why would we change it? Again, why would we say that you're going to change the din dairaisa? Why would the rabbis change the din dairaisa to be lenient, uh, uh, to be harder on the one who's collecting the money? Biblically, you've got to collect idias. And now that there's orphans, we're going to change it and say you can only collect from, from uh, Ziburis. Basically what the Gemara is saying, according to Rava, even when you collect from Yusayimim, you should be, and when it comes to damages, you should be able to collect idiots. Why does the Brysa say you always collect Ziburis by Yusayimim? Biblically by damage you get the best. How come I see it in the cases going to say idiots, the Nizik, Ziburis, the Maizik, the best of the damage is on the same level as the worst of the damager, Rabbi Shmoli. And we'll go back to Spin of Rabbi Shmoli, which we learned earlier. Biblically, you, you follow the quality of the one who got damaged. But for the benefit of the world, they change it to, to uh, the mazik with the svara because of the logic that we learned a couple of blood ago. Okay? When it comes to the rice, the chum stick. With the diaraisa, and they say you can never collect more than the uh, than the le- than one's own best land. You're never going to be able to collect more than that. Says Gemara this isn't true. But Tani Rebbe Lezer but Rebbe Lezer taught us Whenever you're collecting payment alone from Yisaimim, you could only collect from Ziburis the lowest quality of Afilo Hein Nidiyas, and this is true that you can only collect from Ziburis Afilo Hein Afilo even if it is the best. Now you just told me you're collecting from Ziburis. What do you mean, even if it is idias, even if it is the highest quality? Ask the Gemara, Maya Filohain idias. What do you mean you could collect from, from uh, the worst, even if it's the best? It's a contradiction. Says the Gemara, Lav, doesn't it mean, Afagav, even though, Dixiv idias bishtara, aren't we dealing with a case where even if they wrote idias, he's going to agree to give over the best quality in, in uh, the 
uh, in the document, still you can only collect from Ziburis. Now, according to Rava, if it says Idias in the document, you collect Idias. But here you see that you're collecting Ziburis, even though it said Idias. Says the Gemara, no, you're misunderstanding. When we say Afilu Hain Idias, what it means, my Idias, Shafai Idias. It's talking about Idias, better quality land that was Shafai, that left. What is better quality land that left? Kidder Rava. Tiyamar Rava, Hizik Ziburis. If a person damaged lower quality land, so even though my land was shvach, not good land, you damaged me, $5,000 worth. I'm going to collect from your land. I could collect from land that's better quality than what you damaged. Same value, but I'm going to collect from, from a better quality. So, hizik ziburis, government idiots. Shifoy idiots. What happens if the damager's property left, then he can only collect from, uh, uh, from Bainus, from middle quality land. Now, what does it mean that it left? What does it mean the land left? Destroyed by a hurricane. Or store, sold, something of that sort. You can only collect payment from things that are owned. By the damager, okay. So if it's no longer there, then uh, you you no longer have rights to that uh, better quality land. However, kept the din and we said that the lender can only take from the lower quality land. Two dots. When you collect from Yisayim, you collect the, from the lowest quality. Who are the Yisayim? This is the conversation we had five minutes ago. Who are the Yisayim? Are they Ketanim? Are they minors? Or Afilu Gedayim? Is there a difference as far as this Allah is concerned? No. Okay? Says the Gemara. So, is this Allah a Takana that the Chum allow any Yasim to do? So like this. Ruvain owes Shimon money and he dies. Shimon now wants to collect the loan or collect damage that Ruvain did. So he goes to the orphans. The orphans could be 90 years old. That is the halacha that even if you're 90 years old, you could say you can only collect from Ziburis. This decree of always collecting from Ziburis is it because you're just stam in the case of, of orphan? Or perhaps Since the Malve Did not enter his mind This was not uh, This was not his worry Not his concern at the time That the, the bar was going to die Was going to cause him to lock the door Why do we say Why do we say that a lender always collects bainanis. What was the logic? Remember, biblically, is always the Buddhist. What's the logic why a lender could connect bainanis? Because he won't lend. Is somebody going to stop lending because, oh, if the borrower dies, then his kids will only give me Zibudis. That's the shyly. Yeah? So do we say that far, why are we allowing Zibudis? Is it like to be nice to the Kitanim? Or are we saying, no, no, no. Let me explain. The reason why it's Ziburis is because the crux of everything is Ziburis. 
The only reason why we give you bainus in general is because we don't want you to stop lending money. But we don't think people will stop lending money if they know that if the guy's alive, I'll get bainus. If he dies, I only got ziburus, that's not going to make people hesitate. They're not going to assume somebody's going to kick the bucket. The guy's not on his deathbed. So therefore, either way, you should only be able to collect ziburus. That's the shaila of that's the shaila of the Gemara. So the Gemara says, Toshma, come and listen. Okay, we've got three more minutes. Let's try to at least get them at base. Says the Gemara, Toshma, come listen. Tani Abai Kashisha, Abai Kashisha taught us. Orphans mean any age. Anytime you're collecting from the property, the estate, it's referring to 90 years old. You're a Yasum, you're going to only have to pay back with Ziburis. Maybe it's only true when it comes to Shavua. Okay? Now, when it comes to Shavua, the halacha uh, is wherever you collect from the estate of orphans, you have to take uh, an oath. And that's going to apply whether you're a younger orphan or uh, an older orphan. Beautiful expression. Every adult, when it comes to matters of their father, we're babies again. Yeah, we're a couple. It's, uh, you could be uh, 70, 80 years old, you're your mother's baby. That's how it is. So the God cotton dummy. And Aval Indian Ziburis, when it comes to Ziburis, like maybe uh, maybe you'd have to pay back more. We're talking about any age. Whatever comes to paying up from the father's estate, Allah is there's no difference in age, you're only you're only obligated to pay from Ziburis. If there's if there's Nakhasim Bnei Khir. Okay. Boy Rav Achadvoi Bar Ami. We're going to hold it here. I just want to introduce tomorrow so we can pick up. Okay, we're about an omelet behind, but let's 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 talk for just a moment. Here we go. Fascinating stuff. The halacha is that if I owe somebody five thousand dollars, I don't have the cash. What do they go collect from? Property. Okay. They go and collect from property. Can they collect from property that was available at the time of the loan and is no longer available? So they lent me, they lent me money, uh, um, Tufshin Pay. Tufshin Pay, they lent me money, and I had real estate then. Tufshin Pay Aleph, I sold the real estate to somebody else. Tufshin Pay Gimel, they're coming to collect, and I say, uh, I don't have cash. So they say, okay, we'll take property. Could they take the property that I sold in Tafshim Pei Aleph? Yeah, there's a lien. Or, oh, you say there's a lien. Or are they only allowed to take from the Chassim B'nei Chayr? From uh, available uh, property I have now, that's available. Because it's that similar to my cash. Is it Metalcon? Huh? Is it Metalcon or Metalcon? Either one. Either one. Chassim B'nei Chayr. So the halacha is, the halacha is, they could only take from B'nei Chayr. If they if the the available property, right. they can't go back and take a, take from somebody who purchased this from me a couple of years ago. If they also have availability now, the Gemara tomorrow is going to ask, what happens though if I give it away as a gift? I didn't sell it to somebody who paid for that land. I borrow money in Tavshin Pay. Tavshin Pay Aleph. I give a gift of this land. Tavshin Pay Gimel. They come in to collect, and they don't want this land. The land I gave away as a gift was much better quality. So they say, listen, that land was yours, and we have a lien on it. Back then, 
maybe it should even be considered B'nai Chayrin available for them to go. What, what right to, to sell something because you need money? But to give away as a gift. So that's what we're going to discuss tomorrow. That's as quick as the Gemara's Gemara. Got a lot of ground to cover tomorrow. Bez Hashem, we'll do our best to catch up. Have a wonderful evening.